Hey friends, you're listening to the First Bites Baby Led Weaning and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Hillary McMahon, an early childhood registered dietitian, mom, and your biggest cheerleader when it comes to gaining confidence around serving foods to your little one. If you're hoping to master baby led weaning and help your little one learn to eat successfully, then you're in the right place. I believe that every child may respond differently to food, but that all children have the ability to have a positive relationship with food when given the opportunity. Every week we'll explore practical tips to simplify the baby led weaning process, chat about how to navigate all your baby and toddler mealtime challenges, and help you find the right mindset and approach for your family so you can focus on actually enjoying the process and having fun with this. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. Today is a super fun episode as it's a guest episode, which is a very good thing because I don't know if you listened to episode 15 yet, um, but I had a very hoarse voice in that episode and I'm still experiencing this a few days later. So very, very thankful that I already have a pre-recorded episode that I recorded with our guest a few weeks ago and all I have to record for you is this intro. Um, and it's better for your listening ears as well, I'm sure. But right now, I've been doing about two guest episodes per season, and I honestly love them so much because it's really fun to showcase a conversation around baby led weaning and infant and toddler nutrition rather than me doing all of the talking, right? It's kind of fun to hear from other voices as well. Now, this topic, the topic for this episode may sound super sciencey, but I promise you, this is so interesting, okay? As a dietitian and someone who has done a lot of research into the world of baby-led weaning, there's a lot I feel I know about the benefits that it provides to our babies, but having other experts on here is also huge. Other clinical professionals can just, you know, share a totally different lens and offer a lot of information that is truthfully out of my scope of practice, meaning it's not my expertise and it's not my job to teach those things. So it's really cool to hear how something as simple as eating can help with our child's development and motor skills, and also really cool to hear how chiropractic care can assist with achieving baby's milestones. Again, all things I kind of knew within my my research and my scope of what I teach, but those aren't the things that I am, you know, licensed to teach. So having that guest expert is super, super fun and helpful. And it can help to grow our own understanding of why we're doing what we're doing. And also, you might hear some ideas in here about things you can start doing to help further aid in your baby's development. So today I have on Dr. Brianna Powderly to talk about how baby-led weaning impacts baby's neurodevelopment and motor skills. Dr. Bree is a central Pennsylvania native and the owner of Life Adjusted Chiropractic with her husband, Barry. She is a graduate of Sherman College of Chiropractic and loves serving her community through chiropractic care and being a mom to her daughter, Amelia. So without further ado, here's my interview with Dr. Bree. Okay, so welcome, Dr. Bree. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Me too. I'm excited to have you. Um, I've already told the listeners a little bit about you, but would love if you could, in your own words, share about yourself a little bit. That would be great. Sure. So I'm a chiropractor. I have my own practice in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. My practice specializes in family, pediatric, 
districts. We see a ton of young families. So we're with families really from preconception to post-conception and through all the childhood years. We see a ton of people really with similar lives to ours. I'm a mom of a two and a half year old and we just like every other parent have learned a lot as we've gone. So now we're really passionate about sharing not only our personal experience and knowledge, professional experience and knowledge with the families that we serve. That's awesome. I know it's, I think it's such a great, great thing that you specialize in that area. And I do see a lot in your Instagram account and everything of like all the families you see, which is so cool. I'm sure for you to see from that, like preconception all the way through to treating the children, which is so, so great. Um, Yeah. It's so special. Yeah. Which that reminds me offline. I want to ask you about chiropractic for kids. So keep that in. Yes. (laughs) Keep that tucked away. Uh, But yeah. So just so the audience knows too. So Brie and I met actually back in what, like 2018, maybe. Yeah. In a a mutual friend's wedding together. So shout out to Ashley. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, and we crossed paths like here and there between now and then, but you know, we reconnected more in 2021 when Brie reached out to me about wanting to enroll in my first foods academy program for starting solids using baby led weaning. Um, So right before her daughter turned six months. And since then, I've learned so much about how really impactful baby led weaning is for baby's neurodevelopment as well as overall health. I know about these things from a nutrition perspective, but obviously it's so interesting hearing from another perspective as well. So I love, you know, hearing that and wanted to share it with the audience and listeners for the podcast as well. And Brie and her husband who own their practice together have also very graciously sent several of their patients my way who are now clients of mine and also enrolled in First Foods Academy as well. So as always, thank you so much for that. Okay, so Brie, I have a series of questions to guide us and we can obviously like see where the conversation takes us and then use the questions to bring us back as needed. But to start us off, I want to make the general connection between baby led weaning and neurodevelopment, as that's the title of the episode. So the title of the episode is Baby Led Weaning's Impact on Neurodevelopment and Motor Skills. So just wanted to kind of tie that together. Um, So can you give us a definition of what neurodevelopment means for those who don't know and what that looks like in infants and young children? Yeah, so neurodevelopment in infants and young children is really all about their brain, their nervous system, creating these pathways, creating these, think of a river and think of, you know, we can think of like, oh, the Colorado River created the Grand Canyon. And it didn't happen just by going through it once. It happened by that river going through and through and through and through, which is why when you're learning to write or you're learning to feed yourself or you're learning how to ride a bike, the first time, it's really, really difficult. But then the fifth time, the 10th time, but now, now that we're adults, you don't even think twice about it because we have this really deeply ingrained pathway in our brain. And baby led weaning really ties into that because we're learning all of those motor skills and this is creating those pathways. And this is really, really important because we can just think of everything that goes into eating and Again, as adults, we don't really think about this. We just, we more think about like, oh, what am I going to make for dinner? Oh, do I have a vegetable? Did I take the chicken out of the freezer? But when we're learning how to eat, there's so much that goes into it. We have to think of the alignment. We have to think of just the picking the food up, bringing it to the mouth, chewing it, swallowing it, all of these things that go into it. And 
yeah, that neurodevelopment is those things with babies. It's those hitting the milestones. It's their brains developing. It's those actions going from brain to hands, having it all happen. Um, yeah, so it, it just, it's all of those things that go with, and really I feel like development is neurodevelopment because everything comes from our brain anyway, which is why what my job as a chiropractor is so important with the nervous system because it is just going to really kickstart all of those other things that we're learning and developing as we go through infant to toddler all the way through childhood. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for explaining that. That's a great like analogy with the river. I love that mm -hmm. um, because you're right. I think, you know, it is so much of that repetitive repeated action so like with the water constantly running that current through the rivers like the riverbed that's what built the river and that's kind of how those neural pathways are built correct in my mm -hmm. acceptance yeah for creating that okay yeah exactly um, yeah and you know it's funny that you mentioned like thinking about all the motor skill pieces that have to happen for eating which are things that as adults we don't think about like we don't think about the fact that we know how to pick up a fork and put it in our mouth and not bite the fork but bite the food and then chew the food and one thing I talk about with parents all the time is also the fact that like a kid doesn't also, a baby doesn't know and understand like the space in their oral cavity. Like they've never had to fish a piece of chicken or broccoli out of their cheek before. If it gets lost over there, they don't know how to move their tongue over there to get it. But like we do that naturally, <laughs> right? It's yeah, it's just like a nature to us. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I think, you know, I'm glad that you explained it that way because it, it really does tie the fact that like early practice of these tasks and these motor skills and what were, you know, these fine motor skills of being able to pick up a spoon and bring food to the mouth, all of those things starts, you know, building that starts early. Um, mm -hmm. And it which, really incorporates, you know, like everyone knows our five major senses, sight, smell, sound, et cetera. But really, proprioception is a really important sense that not a lot of people talk about. And proprioception is knowing where you are, basically, is knowing, like, I could be sitting here and I know, like, okay, I'm aware of where my foot is. Or, yeah, I can pick up my fork and I can eat from it and not bite onto the fork. I know, okay, if I, you know, I can be having a conversation and I can take a drink and I'm not going to spill it over myself. Where babies don't really have this proprioception because... They're babies and they're still figuring out their own bodies. Um, you know, that's like another important milestone. It, you know, in those little baby apps that it talks about, oh, a baby will probably find their feet. They're just yeah. learning about their bodies and where they are. And baby led weaning so, so helps with that appropriate reception of, oh, I have to pick that up and bring it to my mouth. I need to know where my mouth is. And yeah, the first couple of times, I mean, probably the first couple of months when Emmy was eating, yeah, just smush it on the side of her face or, yeah, you know, they kind of just, put it on in and on and around their mouth. It's it's one of the general area and then a specific, okay, pick up the food, take a bite of food. And yeah, that's if they're really another really important part of that neural development is that proprioception, that baby led weaning, I feel is so, so important for because what other skill is gonna incorporate like pretty much every single sense. So true. That's so true. Yeah. Because, you know, and I know even just when babies are starting out, like you're mentioning, they don't necessarily, they put it in, it doesn't go anywhere, they spit it out or whatever. Like, and some people get really nervous about that, but that's all part of that learning process because those pathways aren't built yet, correct? They're not fully understanding and that proprioception of like, oh, I'm fully aware of what I'm doing. 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's definitely great to know. And, you know, one thing I want to know too, and maybe we, I mean, we kind of touched on this a little bit and I think tied it all together pretty well, but I want to see if there's anything else you have to add here. Um, another question I wanted to ask was how do baby led weaning and chiropractic go together in terms of childhood and infant development? So my specific kind of chiropractic that I do is I'm very nervous system based. Not all chiropractors are, and it's just different ways of practicing. But when I'm assessing a child's spine, I'm looking for misalignments in the spine that's putting pressure on the nervous system, causing interference and inflammation. And now we're going to have something that's maybe not working the way that it's supposed to. Now in adults, what we think of is like, oh, well, I'm in pain. You know, I'm headache, my back hurts, whatever. And for adults and for kids, I'm looking less at the symptom and more like, okay, how are you functioning? So with babies, I'm not going to say like, okay, little baby, where does your back hurt? No, I'm going to ask the parents, well, how is their digestion? How is their latch when they're breastfeeding? How is their sleep? Are they getting enough tummy time? What did their labor look like? What did their, what did your pregnancy look like? Yeah. And this is all to do with the function of their nervous system. And what I have seen with my practice is those babies that are under this chiropractic care and who are able to properly use baby-led weaning, I mean, they're just leaps and bounds more developed and developed faster than the kids that aren't. Because they're not only learning and using all of these skills and hitting those next levels of their milestones and just developing you know, super, super fast, but they're really able to because they don't have that nervous system interference and they don't have any of those restrictions. You know, we'll also look for any oral ties or things like that, things that we can refer out that's going to allow them to chew better. Um, And, you know, just for kind of the basics of baby led weaning, of just proper alignment, you know, our anatomy dictates our physiology and Mm -hmm. the things that you teach of, okay, baby needs to be sitting up they need to be in proper position well if baby doesn't have a strong core then they're not going to be able to sit up properly and if baby has a lot of misalignments in their spine they're not going to be able to properly engage those muscles which means they're not going to be able to swallow properly which means it's not like it's gonna just not be good for them to be doing this baby led weaning like we need to have all of these systems working together and making sure that these kids are in proper alignment before they start eating and before they start incorporating these really important skills we want to make sure that their nervous system is firing on all cylinders that they're able to properly create those pathways that we've already hit these other milestones of where they're sitting up they can sit up unassisted because yeah they, they just they so so go hand in hand and it's just it's so important and it's so powerful and you know people I'm very like, okay, you make your own decisions for your family, but then some people tell me things. And I'm just like, nah, oh, I would just learn to in that bag. So like I know it's hard. Proprioception. You're not gonna like develop those proper muscles for swallowing or that proper core development if you're just sucking out of a pouch. Like, yes, that's great for a snack, but these things, these skills are really important. It's not just for fun, you know, like Babies yes. learning how to crawl. It's not just like, oh my gosh, they're crawling. That's so cute. No, this is for their spinal development, for their whole life, learning how to sit unassisted. There's a reason that we go through these natural things. And whenever I'm kind of making right. a decision for my family, I'm like, okay, 
a hundred years ago, what did this look like? <laughs> so, and I, I think part of it to remember is also that, you know, you can obviously do baby led weaning without seeing a chiropractor and you can yeah. see a chiropractor and not have to do baby led weaning, but they do go so hand in hand together because you're creating kind of that perfect environment, so to speak, for a baby to effectively do baby led weaning and you, you having a baby doing baby led weaning is creating that neurodevelopment that you are assessing when you're doing chiropractic care, right? That's kind of the connection mm -hmm. there. You know, it's funny because I'll be honest, like when I did baby led weaning with my daughter, I did not have her seeing a chiropractor um, mm -hmm. and she did really well. But in hindsight, she has a lip tie that has never been corrected that she, mm -hmm. she nursed well, she you know, grew well, but we never really, and I, I thought it was there, but our pediatrician said no. And so it's one of those things that, you know, you just, now she does fine, but I want to have it corrected. And so it's, it's one of those yeah. things that like, had I had her in chiropractic care, I may have noticed that, or she may have sat earlier. She didn't quite sit at six months. Right. So, and maybe had I had her in chiropractic care, she would have sat earlier and I would have been able to start in college right at six months instead of waiting till six and a half, those types of things. So it is mm -hmm. true that there's, there's, you know, having that, you know, kind of multifaceted approach of seeing the whole picture can make this a little bit more effective. Um, yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, we do the best we can with the information we had at the time. And we just want to see yep. our kids thrive. And, yep. you know, so my advice to the people that I serve, it's, I hope, always comes across in a really gentle and loving way. But it's also my responsibility to tell them, like, hey, yeah. You know, objectively, this is what's best for your, your kids. It, I believe in my heart, chiropractic care is what's best for kids. Baby led waiting, waiting is what's best for kids because, like, it just makes sense. Like, having your child mm -hmm. in proper alignment from when they're born, it just makes sense. Allowing them to develop and create skills from the get go that you don't have to go back and undo, it just makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. Um, so, Here's another question. Do you think that baby led weaning improves the development of every child that is taught to eat using this method? I think I already know your answer, but I want to hear it again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's also funny. You know, at, at the end of the day, your kid's going to learn to eat. You know, when they're in, when they're graduating from college, they will know how to feed themselves. However, I feel as a parent, it makes my life easier. And I feel like that's a really common misconception that people have is they're like, oh, I can never do baby led weaning. It's so messy. And then oh, I'm so nervous. My kid will choke, blah, 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 blah. But if you have the proper help and resources, it's so easy because now our daughter's two and a half. She feeds herself so great. Today, actually, my cousin was watching her, um, which like normally she doesn't. But anyway, she was like, Emmy is so clean. She's such a clean kid. You know, some kids are always like just to have stuff on them where when Emmy eats, like she really doesn't make a mess anymore. She uses her for her fork. She uses her spoon. We don't cook like kid food. We cook right. dinner that we all eat. Sometimes her, her portions will look different or her side will look different or there's certain things that she doesn't want to eat which, or whatever. Yeah, but she's a toddler. That's normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my yeah. life is so much easier because of baby-led weaning. And I, I just, I generally don't see, like, the drawback. I think when people just 
get scared because they don't know what they don't know. And it's just like, well, you just, my mom fed me baby food. You know, this is what we do in our family. But yeah, it's, it's just great. Yeah. I love it so much. I mean, I, we sing your praises and maybe like we praise this to everyone because we're like, this is like the way to do it. Yeah. No, it really is. I think. And, you know, I do work with some families within my program that start with purees and switch over. And one thing that, you know, I'm kind of like backtracking here a little bit, but one thing I will say is that, you know, it can be done. Like, obviously there's a lot of families that start with purees and then start moving into more solid foods. Cause that's kind of that, like, quote unquote, traditional weaning method. Right. Um, but what I see a lot there is that mechanism you're talking about swallowing and not learning how to properly swallow kids yeah. put those purees yeah. in their mouth and they immediately swallow because that's what you do you don't have to chew it so then when they put solid pieces of food in their mouth they are much more likely to choke or gag because they think they can put a piece of food in their mouth and swallow it so those pathways of like i had to put this in and chew this food like that yeah. is something that's been built so Starting that earlier in life is is so helpful. And even, you know, when, when you think of some people start finger foods and if they start with purees at the beginning, they might start around five, six months. And then I see finger foods start around like eight, nine, 10 months. So even though it's just a few months in your baby's, the grand scheme of your baby's life, that's a long time. And three months, like 50% of how long they've like been alive. Exactly. (laughs) It's like me. It's like, oh, I've been doing something for the last 14 years. And now I have to change it. Like that's a long time. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. So building those skills younger is, is honestly very, very huge as far as development and just growing that, that pattern and that muscle memory too, of what you do when you sit down in your high chair. Right. Because there's there's something to be said about that, too. Right. I, I tell people that all the time, but maybe you can speak to it more. I'm not sure um, of the me- muscle memory of like what you do in certain situations. So like I sit in my high chair, mom puts a spoon in my mouth, I swallow it. If that's kind of that learned muscle memory of that scenario versus I sit in my chair, I pick my food up and I put it in my mouth like that is relearning the scenario of what sitting in your high chair looks like. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it, it's like for us, you know, when we get ready for bed, I wash my face, I brush my teeth, I put my pajamas on. If you were to yeah. add another thing, I guarantee you I would like freeze and not just be like, oh my God, wait, like I don't know how to do this. Or like, crap, I skipped that step. Like I was supposed to yep. switch laundry and I did it. You know, like any variable that we put in, it's like, oh crap, like that's not part of my normal routine. Or yeah, yep. when you're driving to work. And you forget that the road's closed and you turn the wrong way and you're like, ah, oh, like I just took the round that I always take. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. Or like try to switch up the order, right? Like ask you to put your pajamas on before you brush your teeth or whatever. You yeah. Know? It's like, what the? And no, for thanks. babies, like our kids love routine. You know, this is yes. like everyone talks about, you know, Mr. Rogers. And he, he would go in and he'd take off his shoes and he would switch his sweater. This is really important for kids to have that. Like kids thrive on structure and routine and even just for i think like meal times are so sacred for sometimes i mean that's like the only time that the three of us are all together especially by the end of the day you know we're working or you know barry's doing this and i'm doing that whatever and that's our time to all be together so we don't use our phones at the table i mean it's not playing with toys the tv is off like 
this is our time. And I think that that's really important to keep that sacred. And yeah, like your baby is going to know that. And they're, they're going to know if yeah. something is off or something's wrong. And yeah, building those pathways from the beginning of, yeah, we're going to learn how to chew and we're going to hold our spoon. And this is our little tiny cup <laughs> from the get-go. Like Barry and I had that, like, we're not going to have our phones at the table. This is our yep. family time. Now, I did bring that role to take pictures of her eating because it was so cute. <laughs> like, of so course. Videos of her with her tiny spoon. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the earlier that you can start something with your child, I mean, appropriately, obviously, like, it just yeah. is the better because to me, baby-led weeding makes your life easier. So, yeah. like, just let it be easy. As parents, I think we are so prone to overcomplicating things because there just are so many options. You know, there's so many things. You know, there's so many, like, well, this, yeah, this tour for your baby or do this. They're in this method of sleep training or this kind of whatever. Or yeah. But they're just like, and when I feel overwhelmed, I just think to myself, okay, which one of these is philosophically in alignment with what I believe in? And yeah. baby led weeding checked all of those boxes. Like, it makes sense. It makes my life easier. It is in alignment with our beliefs of just development and allowing kids to do things and explore and just be more independent. Like, even when Emmy was teeny tiny, I did not feed her. Like, you can learn how to feed yourself because. Like, this is how you're going to learn how to do it. You're not going to learn. Yep. You're not going to learn proprioception if I'm doing the airplane with the spoon. Like you have exactly. to learn how to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and it's funny because I'm like again backtracking, but you mentioned like it becomes easier, especially like in the beginning. It is a little bit of work to do baby led weaning because you are preparing foods and things like that. But it's just as much work to do purees because you're having to sit there and spoon feed and you're not able to eat yourself and model, right? But, you know, in addition to that, you mentioned that now she's not a messy eater because she's like built that skill because she's been doing it for so long and learned at such a young age. Um, and one thing I see too is also chewing with their mouth closed. Is, she, is Emmy a chew with her mouth closed kind of girl yet? I was overall yes. Although right now yeah. she's in this phase where she's like, mommy, eh, and I'm like, close your mouth. I don't want to see your food, but that's just her being a stinker. Yeah, I feel like she does. She is definitely, a, it's funny that you mentioned that because she's definitely getting there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice it as much with our daughter, but my parents did and my grandmother did. They were like, wow, she eats with her mouth closed. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess I taught her that. <laughs> like, that's because of what we did. But it was one of those things that, you know, it's just that learned practice and that skill of also watching us eat because we eat together as a family. Um, oh, everyone's eating with their mouth closed. That's what I'm supposed to do. And here I'm going to practice and learn how to do that. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it's interesting how that the skill kind of build over time. Um, we, uh, we took her out to eat recently and we went to Rodeo and she was so funny. She was being so outgoing and the waitress came over and she was like, I've been sipping another taco. Taco. <laughs> like, I was like, oh my gosh, I mean, are you ordering tacos right now? <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. I just came over with the food and she was like, Emmy got tacos. <laughs> she knew what she wanted. Yeah. And I know we like, talked about that too. Her. Like, not ordering quote unquote kids food or like making yeah. most kid foods. Like, a lot of times when you're, there's a lot of this extra practice of, eating and eating the variety eating the varying textures like 
some of those kid foods just aren't as appealing because they're pretty plain and pretty boring. So um, now I mentioned earlier in our conversation, obviously, that you signed up for First Foods Academy, which is my baby led weaning program. Um, and you did that without any inkling of hesitation, which you kind of mentioned, like, this is what aligned with your family. Um, yeah. So can you share with the listeners what your experience with kind of walking through First Foods Academy and what that was like for your whole family? Yeah. So I think our call together was when Emmy was around maybe like five months old because I had been following yeah. on Instagram and you had toasted, you know, like to kind of start before your child was fully ready. And that was really, really helpful yeah. because that gave me a ton of time just to kind of prepare and just prepare mentally and like figure out, you know, which um, high chair we wanted and what we wanted it to look like and kind of just get ourselves better about meals. Because Barry yeah. and I, like, you know, we're two working parents. Sometimes it's like, crap, I didn't buy groceries and I don't know what we're going to eat. So we were yeah. just doing a lot of just, like, quick meals or just, like, okay, whatever weird stuff we have in the fridge or pantry is what we're going to make tonight. Yeah. So that gave us an opportunity to kind of, like, change our habits, you know, create new pathways in our brains. Um, yeah. yeah. Get all the stuff that we needed, the high chair, et cetera. And then that was also nice, too, that you could you were there to kind of assess where she was at like okay when she would be ready you know you made sure you had to send us send you a video of her sitting up unassisted to make sure that she was ready to do that uh it was it was really nice because when we then when we started when she was just I think it was like she was a week shy of being six months old because she had yeah she had all the things when she was sitting up she had been interested in food since she was four months old she was very enthusiastic starting it (laughs) i remember like the very first day that video i like i can visually see it in my head of like her just grabbing (laughs) yeah yeah she hasn't changed a bit Mm -hmm. um so it was really nice to have that confidence from the get-go because i feel a lot of people a lot of parents you know, they get started on their own and then it kind of is this mental breakdown. Like, I can't do this anymore. I need help. I don't know what I'm doing. And then they, yeah, hire you or coach, you know, for whatever it may be, not even necessarily baby-led weaning, but I have made that mistake in the past. And again, being a busy, two working parents, I knew, okay, this is a priority to us, but I'm not doing it on my own. You know, I'm smart. I can do the research. I can look up all the things. Or I can hire a professional who's already done all the work for me that I trust and it's in alignment with our beliefs. And again, I want my life to be easier. (laughs) I want my, because I want the quality of time and life with my family. You know, I don't want to spend an hour sitting on the couch looking up how to do baby led weaning or what's the perfect high chair or how do you know your baby's ready to start solids and then sifting through all that misinformation too. Like, okay, you're like, which of this do I even trust? So it was yeah. such an easy yes for us. Like, I remember talking to my husband after. I was like, hey, I signed up for this. This was the price. And he was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it works for us, right? Yeah. But then it was nice. I really appreciated. I mean, all your videos just were super, super helpful. But coaching was really helpful. Just the videos and the community. Uh, you know, our mutual friend, Ashley, that we talked about, her son is the same age as Emmy. So we were kind of able to do that together there. And it, yeah. it just also is, it's such a good reminder of how different kids are because 
I remember like she was saying that Everett like one time like gagged really badly and threw up, which Emmy never did. But then it took Emmy a really long time to drink from an open cup, and Everett was like great at it. Yes. So it, it just is funny of okay, children are not textbooks, and yeah, I feel like that's just another reason to just have someone help you. There is no shame in getting help, and I mean, yeah, we we love the whole experience, and we definitely. You know, when we have, like, hopefully have future children, they will be doing the same thing. You know, it, again, it just makes yeah. sense. It makes sense for our family. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. And First Foods Academy is lifetime access. So you can use it again Yay. for no extra charge, which is, you know, yeah. so nice. Um, and you're right in that every child is so different. Some children have a really hard time at the beginning and have no interest versus Emmy was like, gung-ho about food you mentioned her not being messy now but i have like i have photos as proof of how messy she was in the oh beginning. yes but she was really into it which is great that's yeah. building those set that sensory exposure and just that you know overall exposure and i have you know some families struggle a little bit more and that's where you know instead of comparing yourself to what you see online ask a professional ask someone who knows has seen you know 50 plus children go through the program and see what that looks like, see how every child is different and be able to tell you like, yes, this is great. Or maybe we should get some outside help, right? Like there's, mm-hmm. there's that too, you know, finding someone who is able to kind of guide you in the right direction. Cause I have sent people yeah. for like, like oral tie releases because of finding that they have that during the process of baby led weaning. So yeah. Yeah, and it, just giving us the confidence was so helpful. Cause I know there's a couple of foods I was yeah. nervous about giving her. Like I was nervous when she first started eating meat, and I wasn't yes. too nervous with the allergens, just because the either berry nor I have any of that. But also, it's just nice to know, like, okay, this is how you serve them. This is how you identify it. If she does have a reaction, this is how you handle it. Yeah, yep. and it's again, I mean, it's nothing I couldn't have done on my own but I didn't have to and then I didn't have to like it took five minutes of asking you instead of hours on the internet and asking people and then like oh well this person said this and this person said this and I don't even know it's right and like we have enough stress as moms we we don't need to stress about this thing too like it made mealtime such a joy for us instead of a stress and I feel like that that is just like if there's one thing I had to say about the first foods academy now is it like meal times are joyful instead of stressful which is again yeah i feel like that just is how it should be and that's what we wanted and that's yeah. exactly what we got and now you know meal times are my favorite time of the day because like we're eating as a family i mean just being funny at the dinner table it's it never was that stressful experience and so ultimately she never had those pathways in her brain of oh mealtime suck mom and dad are stressed yeah. that means I'm really stressed and now I'm gonna cry and I don't know what's going on it was able to be fun from the start exactly she didn't have to rewrite any of those pathways mm-hmm. you know and that's so true and that's exactly what it's supposed to be is help reduce that stress so it becomes yeah. that positive experience even if there's a negative day where maybe like Ashley's son throws up from a gag and it's a little scary but because the experience is overall really enjoyable and positive, that memory is kind of erased. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that happened once, but like now I eat great. Right. Like that's just, that's how it works. Uh, and so you, you, have you know, the couple of times. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like there's a little couple of times you would like choke on something or even take too big of a bite. 
yeah. just you being like, listen, that happens. Here's what yep. you do. You know, here's you here, you don't have to quit altogether. And it's not like, okay, well, we tried baby led weaning and she wasn't good at it. So now we're gonna switch back. Like, okay, no. That happens to every single kid. Yeah. And this is how we deal with it. It's not it's not a big deal. This is this is how they're learning and like just knowing, oh, that gag reflex is a good thing. You know, this is preventing them from choking. So yay, we can accept this. And you know, if they gag, they're only yep. gonna freak out if you freak out. So that was yes. again just nice to know. So it's like, oh wow, I actually like I didn't know that and you know, I don't know if that's like even something that the internet would tell you. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I haven't seen that uh, that out there anywhere. Yeah, I think it's it's so you know valuable to just have that skill of being able to to move past the fears and move into the positives for sure. Um, okay, so some of the questions I had were actually things we already talked about. So things like how baby blood weaning has affected your family and everything like that. Um, but what I want to do is just kind of to sum all of this up. Just ask you if is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure listeners know about anything baby led weaning related neurodevelopment chiropractic related anything like that that you feel like would tie it all together no i feel like we kind of covered everything yeah i think so too it's a good conversation yeah well again thank you so much for coming on the podcast i know this episode won't air for a couple more weeks but i'm excited for listeners to hear it so for any listeners that are in the central Pennsylvania area, would you want to share like, or anyone actually, like, you know, you share a lot of cool things. So anyone yeah. that wants to find you and follow you on socials, do you want to share your Instagram handle? Yeah, absolutely. That? Yeah. So, so my business is Life Adjusted Chiropractic. And on Instagram, that's all one word. My website is lifeadjustedchiro.com. And then my personal Instagram is Dr. Brianna Powderly. That's Brianna with an E and then powder leaves just powder, like baby powder, L-Y. Um, and yeah, I mean, you'll see pictures of me, my family, I share more kind of chiropractic stuff on my business page, obviously. But then it's just such a huge part of me that it's on my personal page a ton as well. Um, yeah, so you're going to see my little baby girl or two doggies make appearances. Not the chickens before the baby. Yeah, the chickens. My, <laughs> we have five chickens and uh, they're laying eggs now. So they're also very valuable parts of our family. <laughs> very valuable because what? Eggs are so expensive now or whatever. So. I know. Seriously. <laughs> I'm like, man, like the chicken, the cage and stuff wasn't cheap, but I'm going to have a good ROI here soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially exactly. for like cage free, free range chicken eggs. Like these are like. You're not worth a lot. These are as good as yeah. gold. I had a double yolk one the other day, which is very exciting. Oh. And they're just, they just taste so much better than like store-bought, you know? They really do. It's crazy. It's crazy. There's no going back. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much. Um, yeah, thanks for having and me. And I will, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I will link Rihanna's information in the show notes as well. So if anyone didn't catch the names that she shared with the Instagram handles for her business or her personal Instagram, um, I will have those linked as well and you can grab them there. So thank you. And I will talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Talk to you soon.
Thanks so much for being here. I hope you're leaving this episode with a little more knowledge and a lot more confidence. You know what? You can do this. You can successfully and excitably feed your little one. I'm so here for it and I'm here for you when you need me. If you liked this episode, be sure to follow and subscribe to the First Bites Baby Led Weeding and Beyond podcast so you don't miss a single episode. By subscribing, new weekly episodes will appear right in your saved episodes so you don't have to go searching for them. Your support helps my podcast grow in more ways than you know. Thank you so much. If you want even more feeding and mealtime goodness, head over to my website, nutritionmama.com or follow me on Instagram at nutrition.mama with two M's. Thanks for tuning in and I'll meet you back here next week.